West West Show. You are now listening to Empty Out the Clip. Right, yo, 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 welcome everybody. Welcome to another episode of MTF the Clip from the Wishfest Network. MTF the Clip, the EOTC. <laughs> EOTC. Find us on uh, Facebook or MTF the Clip group page. Just go in there and uh, pass the, the test. You can get free questions to answer. You pass the test, you can get right in and throw in your, your five cents, your ten cents for the <laughs> pot. So I'd like to welcome the, the brothers, my brothers, Ave and Let's. What's up? What's up? Good to see you. It's cracking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, oh, good. We'll just go around do, do some uh, do some shout-outs. Or... I'll just, just shout-out to all the listeners, um, to all the people that have come up to me and I've totally forgotten. Um, yeah, shout-out to you guys and, uh, for, yeah, just jumping on um, the episodes and listening in. Thank you. Nice. Oh, shout-out to the Doc's Mickey, man. He's in the property game now. He's um came with homeowner, so he just purchased his first place oh, um, nice. during the week. Um, and shout out to all the all the parents and the uh, volunteers taking tag this year. I think that's in March. First time the Turks haven't um submitted a um contingent this year, and yeah, it's pretty pretty sad because at one point we had like six teams, then we went to having more teams in Samoa. Last year they were the second overall, with the main amount of teams they had, and also to the uh, volunteers and also the people help coach and manage the Pacific Rugby League for the youth um, Pacific Cup that's coming up. So yeah, I think they're going to be broadcasting that on Sky. Oh me! So stay tuned, man. Yeah. Oh, yo. <laughs> Some future guests coming on the back of the 135 <laughs> should be fixed for that. But now you're behind you guys all the way, man. Tonga, Samoa, Thanks, Fiji, Tokelau, and the Cooks. Mm. So this is going to be epic, man. Good to see the up-and-coming talent that's pretty much born and bred out in NZ. So, yeah. See all these NRL people going to be future. here for this. Yeah. Patreon. I just want to make a shout-out to all my work colleagues. Uh, we're <laughs> <laughs> back in the first week of work of 2023. I just want to say, guys, man, that was the fucking longest week <laughs> I had ever, man. And I t- actually took Monday off, and it was still fucking long ass, man. <laughs> you know when you're in that holiday, mo- holiday mode, you go-, go back to work, the first day is hardy. Because, man, I remember looking at the time, and it was like 2 o'clock. I was like, what? Felt like it's, feels like it's at 7 o'clock p.m., man. <laughs> just 2, 2 p.m. We know this though, because you've said it before. Like whenever it's the short week, with the Monday off, it's long, long and you're like, "Oh fuck, hurry up Tuesday!" Yeah, they just like it's only Tuesday. <laughs> fuck, come on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have an episode like, "Fuck, that was a long week." Hi, <laughs> bro. And yeah, I just want to make shout out to my work colleagues, man. We made it. We did it. We did the first, <laughs> well, the first week of the whole year under our belts, man. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn, that was a fast holiday, man. And just uh, the wake up call, going to work this past week and. Yeah, just glad it's, it's, it's the weekend right now. That's me, Luz. <laughs> you know, you know, carrying over from last year, like, remember I was, like, up in the office with the HR. You know what? I'm going for five months straight, man. Oh, man. I'm already, like, three, and I'm at three and a half, three and a half. Now I'm almost four months deep, no days off. Mm. I'm like, fuck, yeah, come at me. When I get to my five months, I'm going to be like, yeah, fuck what? What? <laughs> if you're working us, man, you know? 
Say, yo, that's that's my goal, man. And they try to need some weight as well. So. <laughs> Charlotte. How was your week? How was um just yeah, back to uh training again. Um uh just loving the, the freedom of um having my own space, my own place, uh looking forward to getting home and cooking cooking my meals, getting my Netflix. Man, really? Who can get it forward? <laughs> I'm feeling sorry for the neighbors. Um, nah. Um, yeah, no, nah, just, yeah, just uh, another good week, solid week of training. Um, been eating a lot of chicken this week, a lot of protein. Have you seen yeah. all your videos, bro? Getting good, bro. 30 seconds. You're packing in a lot of uh, content there for the 30 second reel you got. Yeah. It's oh, good, bro. Sure things. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, just, yep. Just staying active. Um, saw my niece. I went out to see my niece. I went out south. So normally they they come out here, but I went. So I went out on uh, I think Wednesday. It was good to see uh, my niece running around. She got a little hoop. <laughs> yeah. Have you less How's your week? Yeah, it was like you. It felt long, eh? It felt long. But like even today, like I finished this morning. I, went to, I left for work yesterday. Yeah, there was at half past five or f- four o'clock. I left for work. I was wide awake, so I haven't had a sleep. Damn. So yeah, I'm just running on um on height. <laughs> on and life. Yeah, bro. On I'll, life, you know what man. it is, bro? I don't want to miss anything. Like I actually made time. Like I told my kids, let's get up and do something. And then I ended up moaning at them. I was like, like I'm like I'm like I don't know what it is, man. Like I keep saying like we're living on borrowed time. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense to anyone, but it's like I feel like I have to do something with the kids because I want them to have memories. Yeah. And my younger kids, they're these digit the, the device kids. And I don't get it, man. Like I seriously don't get it. It's like, oh how how do I how do we do it? Like without one of them going, Oh, no, I don't wanna go. It, it's sort of hard, eh? It's like, you know. But yeah, like today I ended up saying something like, um it's gonna make me sound like a guy. But I said something like Man, and then God forbid I passed away tomorrow, you would have no memories of me because all you wanted to do was stay home. Like, I feel almost feel like saying to you, "Don't come to my friend because why are you crying? You're just crying because <laughs> you have no reason to cry because you didn't have solid memories of me." Yeah. Like between the ages of eight and fourteen, those are the times you want to make memories, right? Yeah. But I remember that age, you were like, "Oh man, I don't go." That your parents would take, you, like, drag you along to stuff. Yeah. But you always came home smiling. Oh man, you had time with all your cousins. And I keep saying that. I'm like trying to relay that message to my kids. Like, man, like if we go to the pool just because you can't go, you can't go swimming, sit on the side of the pool and talk to me. Like, shucks, that, I'm, tell me about a phone you want or tell me about something you want to do. Like, you know, it's hard It's hard trying to relay that to, to the kids, man. It's like, yeah. shit. So fixated on their phones. Yeah, I just had that conversation today and I was like, it wasn't pleasant, but it was, almost made them laugh. I was like, well, didn't you think it's true? Like, <laughs> what are you going to say? Yeah. Uh, you know, people come with them and say, oh, man, your dad was a good guy, man. He always used to, you know, look out for me. And then what are you going to say? Oh, yeah, my dad. Enough? They got nothing to say. <laughs> I don't know. You're right, man. Especially in this era of internet and devices. Isn't it? Yeah. Like, when we were kids, like, we just wanted to play with our... Our cousins and that run around and, that. and I think it, and I think those those events those family events like the elves are fine just amongst themselves though, with the kids playing around outside yeah like I think they were just happy that the kids are there having fun 
and they're just there with their you know with their siblings or cousins and there just have having family time like that but but you're right man like back in those days when coming from school just straight out at the door play outside you know play, play with the neighbors kids and play on the street that kind of stuff oh. that's it man mm-hmm. yeah yeah i just felt like myself getting to the point where i had to just emphasize like like seriously <laughs> like man what are you gonna say you gotta, <laughs> someone asked you like oh do you miss your dad you've probably got to say nah but nah, it's a sure two-way street won't. it's like but it's like a two-way thing you know because i haven't slept right because i wanted to take them out today so we ended up going for lunch but it wasn't the initial plan that i wanted to do you know so i was like man get up let's go for a swim let's mm. go to the pools then we can have lunch and you can come back i think you do that stuff anyway because i remember before like when you took the kids to pack and save Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. grocery shopping and took a photo of them with you guys all shopping together and seeing them put on the chat. And I was thinking, see, that's quality time. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's yeah, quality yeah. time. Because they remember that stuff. I want, yeah, well, that's what I want my kids to remember, like in the holidays, though, you know what I mean? Not just during the week when it's school week. Like, I'm like I'm almost trying to teach them life lessons that I wish I got taught and got an understanding of why. You know what I mean? Like, because, for example, it's like when, when we do the pack and save shop, I want my kids to be able to think for me as if I was in, I was standing right next to them, but I'm in the car. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. If it came to the point where like, shit, like, we don't have enough money, you got to sacrifice something. So what are you going to sacrifice? And like, I put my kids under the pump and I want them to feel that stress because it's like, oh, what do you do? You know, because I've, I've been into pack and save like during the festival season and I've seen like elderly or like, like, you know, young guys like on their lunch break and they don't have it. But I've got it. Like, if, if I if I knew that the teller said, "Oh, that there's a decline, there's nothing there," I would pay for it, you know, just to, so they can have some lunch or so the lady can just get on for a day. But when the kids are in that situation, I want them to be like, "Oh no, don't we've got this at home?" I know, or we can just make it stretch, you know, without them going, "Oh shit, we can't have trouble now because, you know, yeah. we're like two dollars short." I was like, "Nah, we can have trouble sweet, but it just means you gotta maybe put the rations back or like you know something like that." Yeah. Make but I can't do it. Yeah, I gotta sort of get them to the point. Now you gotta figure it out for yourself, you know. But yeah, my my girl who just left Intermediate, like she was probably the worstest one. I was like, when we did it, and I was like, so what are we gonna put back? And she says, she put back two or three things. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you have missed the exercise altogether. <laughs> but where's my oldest man? She's got it on point. And she's like, no, nah, no, nah, just take that, put that back. We'll just have a instead of having like a a beef chop suey, we'll have a pork chop suey, you know, because it's like a couple of dollars cheaper and we can still get our you know mac and cheese and make the rest of it yeah and i'm like see that's why you're the star player G, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then i always rather that's why you're the favorite <laughs> i tell all that because you're my favorite but when it comes to a point i was like man do you want to be the kid that dad used to always be like kayak um oh okay to, to the shopping guys i just want to know like are you good with like do you do a shopping list or do you like go there and just um remember what to get at home like what do you what's your guys routine no they never shopping list though you don't no but um yeah they never shopping list just just grab it just grab it and if we get double ups then we get double ups so if we miss something we miss something Oh, you have that luxury? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait, no, like, no, it's not. When we double up, it's not a luxury. It's like, oh, damn it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we, I, we didn't, just don't have a list, that's all. The funniest one is when you can have like four packets of spoons and no knives. <laughs> 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 like, oh. all the plates and no, like, you know, no cups. 
But because I've been on list, you know what I do? I ring up yeah. <laughs> someone's at home. Oh, can you check if we got this or that? See, um, I've got a friend, right? Like, sometimes she'll send, she'll send me out to do a shopping, right? And then she'll send me, like, the list. I swear, all the time, I've never gotten... I've always missed one item. Like, it'll be... um This one time I got, I think, I missed the cream. Like, we were supposed to do, like, uh, chicken fettuccine, but I forgot the cream, you know? But then I was like, but don't you have milk at home? You know? But I'm like, oh, just guessing there's the milk, you know? And cream sort of the same, you know? But not the not the same when you eat it, eh? But I'm, I'm the worst, and she will vouch, I'm the worst with the shopping list. Like, if you if you gave me a list, let's, I'm guaranteed, oh, did he want... um. Is this beginning of all baked beans? You know which yeah. one? I'm the worst. But you can player. improve on that list too. You can improve on the list. Now I'm the same. I, I have to write a list, but I always have that like ten, twenty dollar buffer, like in case I go over. Oh. And then <laughs> in case I see something that's on sale, like two for five, you know, or like three for five. I always do that. So if it's like chips and that, oh, so yeah. like I make sure that I've got the list. And I like we usually pretty good because we always knew how much everything costs though. I think the the reason why I get the shopping my shopping list off is that I'm just like worried about what I'm I'm gonna get, you know? <laughs> like oh um, okay, don't forget the um <laughs> the ice cream, don't forget the, yeah, the no, that's true, fruit, you know. Yeah. Just before worry about all the stuff that you need for your shopping. <laughs> hey, it was like, Oh damn it, did I forget the cream? <laughs> Told you you should have came in. <laughs> yeah. And the XA she was like really tight with with the whole shopping thing ain't like really tight like she even had the calculator typing in each item how much so we can she can get to understand how much it's gonna cost at the end but she'll even go to the um you know the um the um stickers where the 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 price stickers and if you look closely on the price stickers this goes it goes one item for one per or 20 cents per item yeah you know she'll count that she'll count that as well Oh, what? you know what I mean? Like, like for for toilet paper, for instance, like they're all diff- different brands, different prices, right? So she'll break down how many toilet paper for that amount of money. Oh, yeah. And if if there's less money than the amount of toilet oh, paper, what? she'll go for that one. But she has to look at the sticker to read the per per toilet paper. I do that with the meat, though. I do that with meat. The kgs, the per grams, yeah. Because mm. like, yeah, it makes no sense. Like, I think packages have had it where they had the shroomy frozen and it was like 4.95 then you walked over and the freshly already thawed out or stuff that's already thawed out was cheaper per 800 grams which was like 4.75 so it makes more sense to buy the thawed out stuff you do that with your lamb leg too oh yeah because the lamb leg because the bone is (laughs) adding to the weight but you can go you can go to the um the not freezers but the fridge the meat the soft stuff yeah the soft stuff yeah there's um there's they already cut the meat off the bone yeah and it's cheaper. Most butchers do it. I think yeah, I went to a butcher in Castle and they had broken the leg, but they it's a shoulder. And I was like, oh, what was the leg? Oh, this is without the bone. But they oh no, they the bone, so you're not paying for the weight of the bone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, you okay? Okay, the way I do my shopping is that because <laughs> I look for anything like with the meat, especially the meat, anything under ten dollars, and I see okay. Oh, so I look at oh damn, there's like. It's like eight dollars something, but there's like six legs, you know. And then I look at the the other one. Oh, it's it's a bit bigger, but there's four. But it costs a little bit more. So you always go anything under ten dollars, you know. Oh, that's, no, that's a that's, that's a good how way of looking at I it too. It. 
To make sure, yeah, you get value for money. More. Yeah, more. I'm not like, calling. No, man. I eat first. You're going to eat afterwards and later. Then, yeah. <laughs> Breakfast, lunch. Nah. There's another trick, too, because there was a stage where I was going to pack and save every day after work just to get something. Get something. And I remember I had this craving for just just having salmon and, oh, and fish. So every day for a whole week, I'll get salmon or fish, right? But then I, I found out that. On one particular day, I think it was a Tuesday or Monday that all the f- everything was cheap, but it was the last day that fish was allowed to be oh, on the shelf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they actually put the price down when the expiry date's nearly up. Huh? Yeah, that's good to shop like that. That's what the I think it's the rebate that they have at Costco. So if it's one or two days, then they give you the rebate price. So that fish, like just loaded on the shelf price, and then two days before, like it's used by. Then they, they bring it down, down right down, yeah, mm. and they give it back to you. But the thing is, you gotta actually cook it that day, and you can't put it in your fridge. Oh, it? a lot of the stuff is usually in these um air contact or air like sealed bags. Sealed, sealed bags, yeah, sealed packaging. Like I know they do that with a lot of the cheese, man. Like damn, I think my wife bought like three blocks of cheese for like under four bucks. What a kg, yeah, man. Wow, it's like three different cheeses this whole weekend because we have toasties. I'm like. Oh, yeah, man. But That's then I'm like, not going back on the bread. <laughs> Sorry, hard to hey, check out. I, okay, um, and this is just—I mean, it's still on the topic of shopping, but off, off. I mean, it's sort of like an off topic. But um, how do you feel? Because I get, I get annoyed all the time, right? Um, so, so I have a friend, right? Um, that I, I like, we do shopping together, and that, and then sometimes I'll go in, and she'll say, um. Oh hey, can you can you get my pads as well? Uh, like my reaction, sway. I want to I want to hear everyone's re- like reaction or story or whatever. But every time I um I ask her, like, oh, which one is it? Because all I see is ultra, uh, you know. And then she has, she she has to remind me, it's it's the the um I think they call it thins or the wings or whatever so i look for the i don't know how you guys feel but i get annoyed all the time i mean i'm not i mean i used to be embarrassed you know i used to be like okay oh make sure no one's around and just do those just flick it on the <laughs> make sure and just she, flick it on she, the counter wait, but is she a friend or is she a friend plus <laughs> Friends, like, otherwise i'd say run <laughs> oh. run no yeah she but it would yeah every time like Got asked, you know, how do you, do you guys like buy it or, and how do you feel like if you do? Nah, man, I, I try not to put myself in that situation. Eh? <laughs> oh, you're smart. <laughs> no, because I like, my, my whole thing is like, I'll do kongai and I'll do snack shops, but I only want to go once. So I knew like whatever snacks is in the fruit, uh, in the cupboards because I already bought it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, nah, not the, the lady business, the lady business, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. yeah, there, there was one time I had to, I had to do, I had to, I had to, I had to go on, but I had trouble finding it, and I was, <laughs> the, and I was thinking to myself, damn, I'm just, I'm just staring at this, the section in the aisle for over three minutes, <laughs> <laughs> too long, man. <laughs> but you know, quickly grabbed it and found it, quickly grabbed it and. Yeah. Put it amongst the rest of the shopping, so you know it's all good. Hidden. <laughs> it must be funny when you're standing there. Yeah. And it's not even on the right shop, and then someone else goes in. They're like, "Oh, you looking for the 
<laughs> what one is it, honey? Yeah, bro. I I remember this one time I had a video caller. Oh and like, damn! I'm like, <laughs> which which one is it, man? It's, it's the the thins. I'm like, bro. It's funny because you got Google now. You can just type it in, screenshot it, send it. <laughs> but then, like that feeling, right? There's that feeling. But then there's also for me anyway. I don't know about you guys, but the, we're buying a pack of condoms at the supermarket. You know, like that's the same kind of feeling. I think. Oh, my experience anyway. Like oh. the embarrassed kind of feeling. Oh, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind buying condoms, but you know, uh, yeah, that that's okay with me. But um, yeah, just the I'll be shooting blanks all over. <laughs> 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 so, maybe I'll cook it. I don't have family planning. Maybe. Cause you're GP, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Um, before we get into our first topic, um, what's trending on your social media? So when you're sitting on the the Fali wheel at home and scrolling through your phone, what's what's been popping up that's taking your interest? Um, what I, what I've been so I've been like I, I said last week. Um, it's not really what's on my social media, but what I always watch in the evenings. So I jump on my Netflix, and I've been watching. Um, there was this. Uh, it's like uh, the African contender. It's in, it's in, it's in, it's on Netflix. Um, it's like it's I forgot what it's called. Oh, but it's like a, the oh, it's Nigerian. Is it like boxing? Yeah, boxing mixed martial arts. Uh-huh. I watched the I wish I watched the um the first couple of episodes. You know um yeah, it's it's really it's I can see what they're trying to. It's like a contender, but you know. It's run by the Nigerians. Just the, the the language barrier itself, you know, just trying to get Can you give us a sample? <laughs> oh man, it's it's broke. yeah. Um and the, and it's sort of like a like re- real talk, like a budget version version of it, you know. But I can see what they're trying to do. They got a con- like a contender house, you know. Oh, it's not a yeah, it's similar to that. You know, but I was watching a bit bits of it. It's funny, the guys, their gingles, their bodies, they look solid, eh? Yeah. Solid bodies. But when it comes to like the the fighting, oh fighting. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Hey, just like um what you were saying about the Mark Hunt SVW, right? <laughs> you can have that king all LA, but if you can't yeah, take it a punch, mate. Yeah. You know, that I just that's what I've been training, watching um uh yeah, reality TV shows on Netflix. I watched the um, and then I watched this Joe Rogan um, just a snippet of this guy who was in prison and how they um, how they have like their own laws and you know rules in prison. He's a white guy, but everyone thought he was a skinhead. But he, you know, um, but he went and play. Oh, this is just the uh, uh, the story, right? He went and played chess with this black guy. You know, but when he first came in, everyone, all the was it the woods and the skinheads or whatever, you know, you know, like oh, he's one of us, blah blah blah. But then they saw him um, play chess with a black guy on the on the on the black table, or whatever. Everyone was up, all the whites were after him. You know, it, it was it was just good to hear his story, and then how how like they so they go from um, so he had a fight, and then they moved them to another this other like jail or whatever and then word got out like and then the guys in that jail was, were still after him you know even though he was white like them bald headed too 
Yeah, I, I love watching the Joe Rogan stuff. He's got a lot of um, interesting um, people on there. Eh? He had this one guy um, where they, they it's like, um, have you heard about that? Uh, it's like magic mushrooms, but it's magic honey. No. Like if you have a, so there's this place in Nepal where the side of a cliff, they got these beehives, right? Mm. And, but um, whatever the, the, the bees eat, whatever they, you know, the nectar of the, of the honey or whatever, they, they, they you know, they, they have it in here, but it's a mixture of all these plants. So, so these guys, they have to climb up on the side of the cliff, like they, they, so they blow, they, they start smoke. They make hand handmade smokes in their hands, so the bees can get confused, you know. And then, um, what they do is that the bees go where the smoke is, and they're all blind or whatever because of the smoke. They cut the nectar down, and then they put it in jars. And apparently, if you take a scoop of this like magic honey, it's you get you hallucinate for twenty four hours. You can't feel your legs. Damn, man, it's like real. You know, that, that's on um that you know Joe Rogan experience. The podcast and that, because it's like it's like mushrooms, eh? Like uh, psychedelics, yeah. eh? Yeah, it's like. Um, so I wonder what the that kind of nectar what is mixed with to make. That, yeah, like, that, that eh? it, and it's real real because no, you know, it's on the side of a cliff where these honey these beehives are. So for these people to you know risk their own lives to go up there, obviously, um, it, you know, it's going to cost a lot because you were saying it's mainly in China and Japan that you know. Buy buy that honey pot or whatever. Yeah, no, I I get it. Like, oh, that's what I've been watching stuff like that, man. <laughs> well done, Doctor Discovery. <laughs> Dis Discovery of the Discovery of <laughs> Yeah, man. No, man, I want to make a shout out to all the social media platforms, especially Facebook, man. They've been showing a lot of um street outlaws. Like street outlaws, man. Started out as a two episode on Discovery, then with Discovery Turbo. And then it ended up on Rush. And um, was it Soho? No, not Soho. Um, might have been another, maybe Prime. Oh, bro, these are like all those guys that like invest all their money, all their hobby money into racing the Koromao, like oh, all their yeah, cavales. Yeah. And they went from Pro Mods, which is like in nitrous cars, to like, you know, pretty much Twin Turbo. Like, it's the bee's knees, eh? And it's the same guys, man. The same guys from Oklahoma that have a have a um a team and then over the years they've had like um like rallies where they say they west uh versus like south Auckland, like texas and then they go head to head but then they place bets and like they have side bets but then they race team against team yeah so whoever cleans up cleans up you know all the money but it's, it's the side bets say eh? like some people get sucked into like i will race you for five you know 500 here 500 here deal and then they get to choose who they want to race but man, the seasons and the amount of like following that these guys have. So they they were just on the street, and like because it's recorded, it's almost like it's it's not real, you know? Because these guys oh, need to test yeah, their cars, eh? Yeah, yeah, like, like scripted. Yeah, so it's scripted. Like yeah, eventually all the views are like that's bullshit. Like if they did that, <laughs> that guy's car would have been, you know, because yeah. it's illegal. And plus, the the noise that comes from the tires, the burnouts, it's like nah, that that's set up. So eventually they've gone from doing the streets inside the stadiums like the actual drag strips and they call yeah. it like no preps so the no prep is like there's no burnout it's just straight off the trailer you draw the name out of the hat and then you'll vest like Avi and Liddy 
They're the first first mm. off the trailer, and then they just they get one maybe one hit and then race. But man, mm. it's gangster, eh? Like what's it called? Street street um street outlaws. That's interesting, eh? Because like they they they're gonna test how much your car's prepared, eh? Yeah. Like when you come off the trailer, there's no touching, eh? They yeah, straight yeah, yeah. race, eh? But and I think a lot of it's like it's like if you think about the. Like the Godzilla when it came into play, because you remember when they raced the Godzilla at Bathurst against V8 cars, and so these were like legit racing cars, right? And these are Japanese cars racing against Holden's, oh, like GM motors. These guys are now using the twin turbos, which is uh, taken from the skyline, and they're racing them like pro mods. You know, you watch Fast and Furious, and that's all nitrous. Yeah, that's just straight, straight from like small blocks, bang, and see like a, you know, a small engine and just boosting it, however much. But these guys are running turbos now, so like that's how revolutionized the the G the GTR the, the, the these guys are racing, because they say like a real car is like all metal, there's no carbon fiber in that. So these guys are racing actual cars, oh, wow. and like they're so big and so fast, it's like man, the quarter miles like these guys are racing quarter miles in like six seven seconds, but it's just pretty cool. Like, they, they got a, like full on sponsors because like they get so much like um airtime. And like so people that like have their own like um like restorations and like pro mod cars like you know almost like modifying their cars like they come they, they, yeah, well, they want to see their stuff on the tv man oh, like say yeah. oh until the clips got you know they sponsor like or um, Bugave's car you know or cam's car like that's what they want to do which is good man it's like they're <laughs> doing it themselves instead of getting like you know like crc or like mobile or like you know all the big guns yeah i think it's cool like just yeah, I've been watching it hard. I mean, like I, I used to watch it, cause, but we didn't couldn't afford to do the Discovery Channel um, Turbo. So I ended up just cancelling it. But now that I'm seeing it, I'm like, fuck, just watching it on my phone. Eh? <laughs> and it's like I can follow all the contenders now, like all the races, as well as watching the episodes. Because yeah, they're pretty cool, man. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a nerd, nerd like that. Eh? Like that's what I've been I've been watching. But even um. Man, shout out to Nelly. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it was at the Juicy Fest, eh? I think one of the shows in you guys, What's Up New Zealand, eh? And he was on us. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think that was the first show. I think it was the Brisbane show. Yeah, he came straight out the bat. It was like, What's Up New Zealand? <laughs> I saw that. Um, <laughs> and then he did that one in Melbourne where he's like freaking off his. See his eyes? Yeah. Well, was he. He was high on some shit. Hey. Has to be. Who the hell looks like a guy like that and trying to sing a song? Like, <laughs> that's the same eyes that Indian guy was giving me when he wanted to fight me. <laughs> I just thought, I thought he was just happy. Like, man, like, you happy like this, man? How you gonna happy like this? Like, oh man, I just wanna fight you, man. <laughs> Fuck. That's the sign. That's the eyes of some FedEx. Oh, so that was the New Zealand that clip. No, was, that was in Oz. Oh wow. But yeah, very people stitching that up. Eh? Yeah. Hard. Still sounded like good, but he looked freaking scary as fuck. Eh? <laughs> Jelly, put your glasses on, man. <laughs> I've been listening to this book on, on my phone. Um, it's called The Guys Have All The Fun. It's the it's about the history of ESPN from when they started and then where they are now. It's fucking interesting, eh? Like, I'm on the early chapters, right? And um, it's, it's funny because at the right at the beginning, they didn't know they were going to be a 24-hour yeah. um, TV network. But so... When they first started, they were actually only from 6 p.m. to to midnight. But then I think three months later, they changed to to, to 24 hours, but they needed shows and they needed ideas for shows in there. So they had their main guys come in the morning, work nine to five, and then they'll go 
all the main guys will go home and the bosses and all that. So you're left with the um, the the night shift, right? And in the night shift, where like there was no supervision or anything like that, so they'll end up having having parties in the studio <laughs> and all that because you know it was just the, it was just the young guys, right? Yeah, it was just the young guys. But it was funny because at the same time, because this was like 1980, 1981, and and there was a culture that all these executives had a. A secretary or an assistant, and they had to be good looking. They had to be, you know, because yeah. you know, back then there's no Me Too movement or anything like that. You know, there's no sexist and all that kind of stuff. So it was it was like a culture thing in in the corporate world, not only in ESPN but in the, in the corporate world, like with lawyers and everyone that you had to have a like a real good looking skinny assistant, and yeah. it was like competition with all the guys. Like who who's who, who's got the best one, you know? And they, all the guys will talk about it and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, that, well, because that was going on, the executives at ESPN had these assistants, and they were like young girls, right? And they were they were good looking and stuff. But you also had the the young guys that come straight out of, straight out of school that work at ESPN. They're like them in the mail room, doing the boy jobs. But they were also the guys that worked the the graveyard shift as well. You know, and um, because they were young, they were, these were the guys that were having all the the parties Bodies. and stuff <laughs> overnight. But they were always hooking up with these secretary girls, right? Oh. But it was it was it was out of it because when I was reading when I was listening to the book, it goes on to say that these parties got out of hand at, at night. It got so out of hand that one day when 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 the bosses that came in the morning, they were like they were like naked girls sleeping on the um, <laughs> in the meeting room. All that on the floor, what? and there was beer bottles everywhere, and all that kind of stuff. But instead of shutting it down, they just said, "Oh no, we just can't do that anymore." That was it. No one got in trouble. No one got fired because <laughs> it was just like a, like a normal thing. But what was happening was that these guys that worked in the mail room, they would hook up with these chicks and get them to come back at night. But they also hook up with the 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 career drivers, like the <laughs> the guys from FedEx will come and deliver stuff. They'll hook they'll hook up with them and say, "Oh, we'll, we'll pay um, pay us hundred bucks and we'll, we'll, you can sleep with this girl," and they'll they'll do that. So they were, it was like they were like pimps. Yeah, yeah, and they'll use the studios as that kind of thing. What the? Fuck? But did that like start off as a as a couple of guys just writing sports columns, and then they started doing like a local town. I'm um, reporting commentary, and then they made it something big. Well, it started with an idea of it was a father and son. So, yeah. the father was uh, a radio guy, and he didn't know anything about TV. He was just worked in the radio, and he got fired. So he and he had a son who was into sports, and he had the idea of man. Imagine if there was a, a TV channel that was twenty four hours sports. Sports, and um, he got his mate who was a. His mate, who was in, in in insurance, he worked in insurance. He got him on board, and they had to scrounge around for some money. So they asked their family, friends, and five grand here, ten grand here, and they actually paid for a um a satellite dish. Oh, okay. A satellite dish. Was, I from their home or something. It was only thirty grand. It was it was thirty grand, but the technology was new. So HBO was there, but their HBO was the only only network doing um satellite. So they wanted to use that same technology as well, oh, but yeah, yeah. it was brand new in America. So only about twenty percent of of TVs in the whole of America had had cable. So it was brand new. So they 
they just jumped on it. But it's 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 sad because these three guys who started ESPN, they actually got kicked out because they started with like minimum sort of budget, yeah. like five grand here, ten grand here. But didn't know well, what to do next. So they just had to look for some other investors. They finally got um you know you guys know Gettys Oil? It's an oil oil company. Mm-hmm. They gave yeah, they got them on board and gave them five million wow. to start up. But since they had no experience and they they had five million to put in, they hired <laughs> they hired real T V people to oh, come yeah, in yeah. and help. And then they'll they'll buy people from real T V stations to come over to quit their jobs and come over. So, so you can see what's happening, eh? Yeah. They're getting all the right people in. Yeah. But these three that started it, they don't know anything. Yeah. So they're slowly getting kicked out, kicked out. And then in the end of the whole thing, they actually did get kicked out. They said, oh, you guys don't know what you're doing. Like, we'll buy your, we'll buy your shares. Forced them to sell their shares or, and they got six million. But because they owed all these investors, like 10 oh, grand, man. five oh, grand wow. heaps, they were left with uh, 750K. Oh, well. Yeah. Now, man, ESPN is like a jog on all day. Yeah. It's like massive. So this was back in 79. Oh. Uh, but that's like every American story. Something that's big like that. Yeah. They get kicked out or they get bought out. Or something bad, eh? Like mm. business, eh? Or they got someone that's got a different angle. Like when it gets to a certain point, it's not going any higher. They get someone comes in and overlooks it and it's like, oh. Put, take them into a new direction and then yeah, yeah. then oh fuck these guys they started at the founders just the founder he's yeah yeah well it made sense that they kicked them out because the founders they didn't know what they're doing like mm. they had an idea that was it it was a good idea though to get people oh, in yeah. that knew what they were yeah. doing eh? but it took it took a while it took 10, 10 years to actually get going because they only got nfl in 87 because they started in 79 and they only could do um like sports that no one that no one watches oh they did they did they did um afl too in australia sure before like before they blew up back in the days like they did afl because they couldn't get any they couldn't get the nfl nba yeah in those days because all the damn i wonder how much they just came out so they got like they got heaps of sports that no one really pays attention like volleyball and snooker and all those kind of (laughs) things all these other sports but they just slowly just build and build and build you know because yeah. because what they had over the rest of the networks is that it was time because they were the only 24 hour yeah, yeah, yeah. network in town they could talk for more about sports and where abc and all those other networks they can only have like half an hour sports shows and yeah that was it put other programs on but oh yeah that was another reason why um they kicked them out the one of the founders because he had the idea oh we should put like soap operas on like, oh, yeah. like you know going away from sports like trying to put in other oh, no, blues kick, ideas kick, that guy out, right? yeah, <laughs> kick him in the head and they kick him out <laughs> the hell yeah man but, but it was amazing amazing story eh? like how things how things work out yeah look at it now it's massive bro uh, yeah well look how things worked out for just in the undoing so just in the undoing <laughs> she she announced when did she announced two days ago tuesday or wednesday she announced that she's gonna resign from being pm of new zealand stepped down on the 7th of february okay. and there's not gonna be any there's no indication yet who's gonna take over because the deputy that doesn't want to take the job that's uh grant robinson so i think they're gonna go down down the list i guess but uh yeah was that a shock for you guys 
I thought it was of um I don't know, man. We spoke up didn't we talk about something along the lines of this happening like a couple of pods ago? Like when William Seal was gonna say came out and said it, I'm not gonna run again. I mean that but that was my take on on the on on the basis that you know when they said that the vaccine wasn't gonna stop everyone from getting it and then they went to court. They they took those guys to court and it came out like yeah the um the vaccination however they made it up was based on data and it wasn't tested <laughs> this is the government that said it was tested man you know and so for all of that to come out like how do you how would you have how would your integrity have felt when you went back into caucus looking across knowing that these guys put the sheet over everyone's eyes yeah. and said hey it's safe because they went and did it through the churches man you know they yeah, got community yeah. groups yeah. They got them even saying it, you know. All the people they were like, you know, I'm not trying to dog her, but I'm just saying, like, you know, William Seal said he wasn't gonna run again. It was just a matter of time now to see who of the the like leadership that she had with her are gonna run run again. And showing man, yeah. burnt out. Eh? I mean, they've had a lot on their plate though. I mean, they've dealt with a lot, but the stuff that I will always remember will be the funerals. The stuff that they meant the mandates and then you know all the stuff that, about the vaccine like fuck yeah. it's not gonna like that sort of shit like her resigning is not gonna change that yeah no nah. because look at all the little laws that they passed while we're all in lockdown like you know it's all the stuff that's unspoken on 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 national news and stuff so whether it's out of guilt or so she can go get married well were you shocked though? No. I reckon she'd have to um, have no heart, eh? have no heart to run again. Yeah. Like, how do you go and how do you go up and try and buy back into the next um, election and have a smile on your face and go, you know, we're going to fix the housing crisis <laughs> and we're going to get rid of smoking and we're going to be VE. Our vehicles, like our electric, um, EVs, and you know, it's just like fuck. How about you? We, we sort the poverty shit first. Yeah, and that's the thing, eh? The priorities were all wrong, eh? Hundred, bro. Have you asked? Were you shocked at the news? Um, you know, uh, you know, for her resigning, so basically, um, could you say that she put on New Zealand? Could you say that? Because I reckon. I reckon. I reckon she did out of all the things that that let's say reminded us of the things she was gonna do or said she was gonna do, didn't go through with it. Yeah, I, I, not I, done, I, eh? I think so. I think so. They're simply not done. She did quit on New Zealand. Man, that, but, oh. and I want I want some some viewers and that push it in the comments. Like, explain the vaccine stuff. Explain the mandates. Explain the mandates. Are we going to hold a whole country to say mandates? You need this, you need a vaccine pass, you need right. to do this, you need to do that, and then go, oh, but when it gets to that date, it doesn't matter anymore. Like, Because yeah. the worst thing about those mandates was that, you know, you got some families that didn't, that were Avoided. against the mandates, yeah. that didn't get vaccinated, that had to go through that suffering of being the ones pointing fingers at 
you're the you're the ones that unvaccinated. You're gonna ruin this country being and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Being judged and all that and all that, and then coming out of that, and then next minute the band-aids is gone. Yeah. And then how are you Maybe gonna feel when? But you know, I, man, I give it up to those families that or those people that never got vaccinated, and families that never got vaccinated that went through with that shit. Yeah. Maybe they they didn't lose their jobs. Maybe they went through the jobs. Lost friendships, lost yeah. Yeah. family, and all exactly that kind of stuff. The businesses, eh? All yeah. these businesses that went down. What were the businesses that lost good key people that weren't vaccinated or weren't keen on getting vaccinated? Even though the data was based on data, <laughs> not tested. Like, that's the best, that's the first red flag. It was like when people asked that, like, someone at a press conference asked that, has has the vaccine that we're rolling out and going to be used? Has it been tested on people? She looked straight down the camera and said, yes. <laughs> What's funny? Hey, guy. <laughs> What's funny? Hey, I remember that time too. Um, I remember that time. Like, my belief was if you got vaccinated, there was no way you're going to ever get COVID, right? No yeah. way. No way. And the Nick Minute, that's on TikTok. Hey, um, <laughs> I, I, you know, um, my, my friend's... Doesn't is not vaccinated, and but my friend's vaccinated, but he's got COVID. You know, so I'm like thinking, surely, what the, f-? you know, the shit that annoyed me about the the vaccine was the the people who had the reactions to it, the ones that died, the ones that suffered yeah. like severe bleeding or had blood clots. That's the shit that annoyed the the most. That like out of everything that happened, because you had people like in the um, health sector that were saying. Well, what will we explain to the patients that are fucking dying in front of us? Oh, no, nah, we don't know what it is. Fuck, they just got vaxxed like eight hours ago. That's where it got all shady, man. Like, And that's when I started, started watching. Even like, I'm just, yeah, just hearing people's take on like, oh, all of a sudden you've been watching all the press conferences, you're a doctor now. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Can't even go, like, wash the windowsills at your house and you're talking about fucking all these vaccines, all this bullshit. I got, I got vaccinated because of my job because there was a mandate mandate came out and that's what my job said like, mm. can't have you if you're not vaccinated so I had to get it so that was the reason why I did it if I had a choice I probably wouldn't have yeah. just went through it because like I said before man those families that went through all that shit and come yeah. out of the mandates and still not vaccinated man, still alive still alive like I can't imagine the stress they went through you know yeah, yeah. going through all that and then next minute the mandate's gone it was like here it was here and now it's gone. It's like fuck. If it's gone just like that, then what the fuck? You've been putting me all that through the stress, yeah, like worried bro. about. And now it's gone. Yeah. Now it's, everything's back to normal. I'm like fuck. And like, don't forget, we went through the first ever lockdown in your lifetime, right? In my lifetime, your lifetime, we had lockdowns, man. Yeah. We had bubbles of ten, and like I'm waiting for people to fucking attack me. Like attack the fuck out of me, because you know what? I worked through fucking every lockdown, man. I didn't have a fucking day off. I worked essential workers. We were the fucking one making it take over. Mm. You know, we were the essential workers, right? And it's like it's like forgotten, eh? It's forgotten, but like we still wear the scars of all that shit that happened. Especially all those families that lost loved ones during yeah oh, the lockdown. Like yeah, it's funny you said forgotten because like, it's forgotten like how the dawn race was forgotten for a long time before and, and, and that's why I'm big on like fucking <laughs> let's not sweep the shit under the carpet, acknowledge it, yeah. let it register, let all the archives, all the digital archives save it somewhere and share it. And we're not sharing it because it's like, oh fuck, he's just trying to find a reason to hate on Jacinda. We're not hating on the 
not hating on her personally because it's it's a collective. Yeah. It was it's a coalition government. It's the whole lot of them, man. Like they decided that this was the fate of people who wanted to like live and work in New Zealand. Go get your go get the jab. Yeah, uh, yeah that that um that part of her um that part of her being prime minister that that mandate stuff was tough. Eh? That was a tough. I think she lost a lot of supporters during yeah. that time. Eh? The MIQs was the biggest joke. That was the mm. biggest fucking joke. <laughs> uh, like look look at what Izzy decided to pack up and leave his shit and fucking go fight offshore. He didn't want that. He didn't want a part of all this bullshit because. Here was them trying to stand on like we're waving the flag for this country, and yet we have to fucking get in line because this MIQ bullshit. We can't just up and go. Like you know, people got short memories, man. Yeah, man. I, I remember I had a, uh, one of my cousins come from Australia, like, but he had to stay in um, what is it? You know, in uh, like if you come from overseas, you had to stay. I forgot what they're called. You know. Are you going to stay at a hotel? The isolation. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah, isolation things. So he had to stay um, in the the, uh, the hotel at the airport for two weeks and then he flew down to Wellington. But see, like, then paying all that money, just, I like, know. extra, you know? It's crazy, man. It's crazy. I, I was shocked when she announced it because I thought she was going to take the beating at the elections. <laughs> And lose because I knew she was gonna lose. I thought she was gonna lose. I was just shocked that she announced her quitting the job bef- before she gets wasted at the elections. But um, yeah, but yeah, it's just hard to just ignore and forget all the stuff. Like yeah, we can we can bring up all the stuff that she had to deal with as the prime yeah. minister, like the mosque shooting, um, all the stuff that happened with like the um, what was it the the outbreak, the measles outbreak. Like, yeah, that's all stuff that happened, right? But I was like, bro, we won't forget the other stuff that happened, eh? Yeah. Like the new, new, new people at funerals. Man, that's like crazy. the biggest shit and disrespect on people as a whole, you know, to have no family members at funerals. Like, when it got to that point, it was like, bro, you, you can't have a respect for the government, full stop. Like, there was no one fighting for it. No one fighting for it, except for the funeral homes, the funeral directors, man. Like, you know, that voice was so quiet for so long. You know, they were, we were at a point like one person from your household of your bubble of 10 go out and do the shopping. You know, yeah. and fucking, I worked, bro. Like, I was working. I was that anal about it, this made-up thing. I would go through the garage, take off all my clothes, turn into my shorts and wash my hands outside. And then I'd go inside without touching the door handles and wash. That's how hard I was doing. Because you know, in my head, I believed what they were saying. Yep. Up until they said, oh, it's airborne. Or like, nah, it's past probably skin contact. We had lines marked out on the floor. You were not allowed to talk to someone. You know? We were like yeah. that for like ages, man. And, you know? I was robbed of time with my mom. You know? I couldn't go and see her. I didn't want to take that if I caught something and take it into her house. Yeah. You know, this is what they told us to make us believe. So it's like, yeah, man. Yeah. It's, yeah. But yeah, but for her stepping down, I'm like, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, you don't want to just, you know, like lose. If you're gonna lose, lose. You know, the battle fighting or like, you know, being in parliament. Not like, oh, uh, yeah, I I quit. Or I'm it's resigned. funny because I read all the comments afterwards and all the 
comments from people in social media and from like um, news people too. Supportive, uh, supportive, and but they always say the same thing. Like, um, man, all like all those trolls that were trolling her and all the bad stuff said to her. You know, like it's too much, man. She got family and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. She's human now. Mm. On a human yeah. level, it's like the there's end, only yeah. so much noise that you can ignore. Uh, until they start going after the the, the, the fiance. But, yeah. but fuck, that's part of the job, man. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. That's part yeah. of the job. Like, the, the, look at Donald Trump. He doesn't care. Yeah. Would, would, <laughs> would Barack Obama care? You know, probably not. I remember um, I saw an interview ages ago and it always stuck with me. Um, Honey Hadover, he said, um, he was asked the question, uh, what's the difference between national and labor? And he said, oh, th- that's easy. Difference between national and labor, national stabs you in the front. <laughs> labor stabs you in the back. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, bro, you know, even though um, Mr. Porky or Luxon says what he says a few pods ago the ones who should be feeling disappointed right now would and we gonna be like the Broncos supporters the fans would be all the Labour government supporters yeah because now your cup of king has just been like you know it's enough yeah man. I quit man I come on it's time to it's piercing through man <laughs> piercing through <laughs> then, what about John is it John Campbell or who was the fuck is he I don't even know the John Key <laughs> yeah, related same family. See, <laughs> so right, man. That's two. That's two PMs in the road that have resigned before their their time. You know, you I could say, or anyone could say, John Key's one was probably not personal, but more um, business move. I wanted know, to man. go on holiday. <laughs> more of a business move, I think. Like, but she'll stay. But John Key, he fully moved, removed himself from. The caucus was, I don't, well, has Jacinda actually came out and openly said that she's just not going to run for this next election, but is she going to try and fight for her seat in her local electorate? I don't know. Oh, from what I've, like, I've talked to other people, not uh, not reading the news or anything, but it seems like she's out out, out for good. Like she might do a Helen Clark and work for someone else. Because, man... If you got the PM on your CV, man, you got heaps of Any job, job options <laughs> around the world, man. Well, I know my job's looking for some operators. If you're keen to come and um, load some cartons and drive a forklift, yo. Speaking of trolls and uh, bad comments, um, there's an article in the One News. Oh, no, the article, there's a story on One News. It, was, it, was, it came out that um, 40% of, of Pacifica live in homes that are too small for their families. So we're talking families with mum and dad with six kids and maybe another family. So two families living in a three-bedroom house. And apparently, according to the One News, 40% of us live in the, this type of situation. 65% of us uh, rent, rent homes. And 40% of us live in homes that are too small. Guys, got any thoughts on that? Because when I looked at that, when I first saw that that news article, it was on 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 Twitter. And man, just the amount of comments under that story, and 
the amount of racist comments on their story just just made me laugh eh? or just cracked me up because you know it's like anybody anybody that says this is not a racist country you know yeah, take yeah. your head out of your ass man because fuck all you need is a like story pointing out stuff and you just look at the, all you gotta do is look at the comments man just, just go scroll through the comments if you believe this country ain't racist I think I think the um yeah, the stats are alarming. The stats are alarming. But um yeah the um the shift of how New Zealand families were back in the day has changed they eh? you know, you think mum and dad, two kids, <laughs> one boy, one girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then or maybe like two boys or three boys. But like some of the people who come from big families, some of those people have carried on trying to have big families as well because that's what they know or that's where they come from. Like, they're from a big family. So they want to. And, like, not everyone thinks, like, you know, having kids are blessings. You know, they didn't believe in abortion. So, like, oh, you know, every kid you have, it's like, hey, we're going we're gonna to raise this kid. But that, um, it's the housing, yeah. It is alarming because... You can only keep your kids small for so long <laughs> before they outgrow the bed and the the bedroom. You know that's a big. That's why, like, that's why a lot of Pacifica resonate with the garage, yeah, because it is the extra room. Yeah, and like you say, Kim, it's like, well, why would you put a car in the garage when it's already got a roof? <laughs> it's like doesn't make sense, eh? Because like I grew up in the garage, man. I was like, if there's no room, if you're not sleeping in the city room, which is another room, <laughs> it's like it is another room. Garage, yeah. It's like, you know, so you got four rooms and then you add the garage play. You pretty much got a six bedroom <laughs> mansion, you know. But yeah, I mean, if you think, if you look at it like from the point of uh, perspective, like if you get to the islands, like compared to a New Zealand basic home, it's a shack. It's just the upper mm. post. Be lucky if these couple lingies there block the wind. It's just a shack. And. These are not even actual solid walls. That's where we came from. Right? That, that, that's the that's the life yeah. back, back in the island. So when we come here, and we got four walls, multiply that by the three bedrooms you have, <laughs> and the like our mayor bathroom and toilet that's all under one roof. Fuck, you've made it. Yeah. So you're going to take those wins, man. That's just how we are. So when we're doing good here, it's in our culture and in our heart to be like, wow, you want to. Bring them, bring the gang over one by one, and say so you work your asses off, eh? Send money mm. home, and you bring your family over because you want to let them see the land of milk and honey. And then when they get there, I'm like, okay, look, it's like too expensive to rent, <laughs> and they're yeah. not entitled to stuff. So of course we're gonna end up living together, and then we're gonna try and help each other out. Like that's the way we look at trying to help each other out and get ahead. So yeah, whoever wrote that is clearly <laughs> clearly doesn't <Wait>. know. Yeah. <laughs> it's clearly a monkey. <laughs> it's a paralangi, bro. It's paralangi. A lot of the comments that came on Twitter was something around the lines. Most of them were all about stop having kids. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Even six kids too many. Like what the hell? And they're all the people that are shooting blanks, man. This is come inside the hole. It's nothing. These guys have got this supposed to get straight through the undies. Eh? Have you asked anything? Um, oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, 
because I've been like my yeah my, my uh growing up I've had family members that have come and lived with us you know obviously if they've uh, moved on to they you know have their own families um so my my mum uh, my parents house in Ranui that was like the staple like people came from over her nieces and that a few of them came over and you know lived with us. See, and I, and I, I just remember staying in the sitting room, you know, sleeping in the sitting room most of the times, and they and they had the bed, bedrooms and that, you know. Um, yeah, it's. I think yeah, whoever wrote that, if they're not, um, obviously, yeah, if they don't understand like the like the island upbringing and 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 especially back in Samoa or wherever island you know that people are from, you know, they yeah they should. They shouldn't speak on it because they don't, you know. And and I think I think unless you've lived it and seen it with your own two eyes, you know. Um, yeah, but I I think um, and it also depends on the individual. Like like for that guy that was on that that clip that you said. Like I think instead of maybe trying to like if if he's not getting any help, maybe just to try to do it himself, like get out there, get a hold of people. I'm sure there's like, um, you know, um, branches like, you know, working income and that they could like, you know, housing New Zealand, you know, instead of trying to like, yeah, that could help in that sort of situation, you know, because he's got a big family. You know what you said about um, families coming into your house? Stay there until they get up their own two feet and they go move on. That is the Polynesian story of of New Zealand. Yeah. You know, that is the in the old days because same thing with my dad. When my dad moved over from Samoa to to New Zealand, he had an uncle that owned a house in uh, in, in Greyland, so he stayed with them. And that house in Greyland, that was the the yeah, starting stable. point for yeah. everyone back in Samoa. If they want to come to New Zealand, start a new life, they come to New Zealand, they stay at that house. And this house was packed full of my dad and my dad's sisters. They all, everyone stayed there, and then once they got a job and once they get enough money, they go and m- move on, and, and that's what happened to my dad. Like he met my mom here in, in New Zealand, and yeah, they got together and they got their own house and um, out here. So yeah, so, so and then we and then it was our turn to do that. So you yeah. know, we 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 had a garage in, in my house, and you know, people, my mom's family when they come from Samoa, they want to live in New Zealand, they come to our house, they stay Still at our there, house yeah. until they get on their own two feet, and they. Then they move on. So it's just the the classic story. Yeah, um, it's funny. Um, the the my my cousins, my, oh, especially my cousins, because my mum's nieces, because they were mainly um, the the my cousins that came from Samoa. There was only a couple of guys, but most of them were girls. My uh, cousins, they were my mum's nieces. So you know, as you grow up, like you um, like because. Uh, I remember I was probably like eight or nine, right? You know, and they were living with us, and our house was full. Of the, and I loved it when they were there because they were always cook, you know. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, man, and I used to love my cousin's eggs, eh? My cousin, yeah. But it's funny that um, you don't know until you like when then when you're a teenager and you have you know a girlfriend and all that, right? Yeah. And then so I'm like thinking. Um, so when I was little, you know, I always asked, uh, asked my mom, mom, where did um, um my, my cousin Lima, mom, where did Lima go? <laughs> you know, because yeah. as a kid, you're when they're living with you and the next minute, 
you see this guy coming and they're having a talk of you know my parents you know <laughs> and then i'm like you know and then i'm like but then i you know click later you know that's you know her, her husband now you know yeah you know and that's how and i'm like I thought they were gonna live with us, <laughs> man. Because you're thinking about the ex. <laughs> no, that's true though, man. Like you know, you used to pay for it, man. Like I had, like growing up as a kid, like yeah, I never had my room until I was probably like eighteen almost. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah I, got, I got upgraded from the bedroom to the garage to one of the back rooms. You know? <laughs> and it was just me and my parents and one of my sisters. Home. But like you know, there's a true story, man. Like my nana's brother came with his wife. Uh, for a bear, I just came for like a week. <laughs> times that by 72. I mean, times that by 52 times five. <laughs> oh, oh, man. The, yeah, man. They stayed for ages, eh? Man. <laughs> oh, I was like, bro. And, and like back in the day, man, my uncle was so hard up. Devotion, eh? Oh, oh yeah, shit. Yeah. I got a headache. <laughs> trying to get out of that stuff, eh? Every night mentally. But yeah, bro. When they came, they came for a long time. They stayed a long time. <laughs> So, yeah, even to the point where my parents were sleeping in the sitting room, man. Yeah. They just did the rooms for them. For the other visitors. <laughs> hey, I'm glad my parents. But, like, I thought, I, what I've learned from that, though, is, like, like anytime, like, my in-laws come and, like, they come in for home, I always want them to feel at home oh, at yeah, our yeah, place, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because I want my kids to see it. You know, the fa'alo alo and the kausi ainga, like, if you didn't show your kids, then who's going to show them, right? Yeah. So that's why I want to show my kids that because I saw growing up, you know, it was like, oh, you know, make them something to eat or make sure they're all right, you know. Yeah. Before you get a bed, make sure they're all right. Tell them the towels, the clean towels and stuff like that, you know. You love a lovers. Because when I left home, my mom said, the three things you should know before you, you know, go and, you know, see your seeds. Learn how to do kanga mea, make sure you got ear love lovers and make sure you got blankets. Yeah. That's all you need. And that's she's bang on, bro. Like my mom, my wife would be like, "Why are you? Shh, it's not for you. It's if we have guests." <laughs> and sure enough, you know the drunk cousins come. Oh, sorry, cuz, <laughs> bro, cuz this eleven over there, the blanket, you know, bro, mattress over there. Good night, you know. Yeah. And that that all made sense, bro, because it's like, oh, I'll put my cousins' clothes or feed them in the, you know, if we got men, then oh yeah, cuz I put your clothes in the dryer. <laughs> sort of, bro, you know. And that's all you needed. That was yeah. all I needed from my mom. I was like, hey. <laughs> Make sure, because you know the last thing you want is like, oh, you were missing for two days, <laughs> still smelling like a like, guy still wearing your same pants and shit. It's like, damn. Oh man, mm-hmm. back in the day, star of stories. Yeah, oh man, was that uh, that was like memory lane. Was oh. that memory lane? Yes. Sorry, I went off track there. Put that under memory lane. <laughs> that's memory lane, bro. Nah, but that's real. that's us, man. That's our story, bro. Hmm. Probably why it resonates with us, see. Yeah, but I just, I just remember, yeah, all my mum's nieces. So, yeah, they've all moved on. They live in um, New South Wales now, uh, in um, Sydney. So they live in Sydney, and then my got my other cousin. Uh, um, so she's like, oh, two of them, they're married to Fafi Els in South Auckland, but they're in, like they're in their fifties. So when they came here. You know, um, they were like in their teens when I was still a kid, you know. But like, you know, he's like, man, I used to love their food, eh? <laughs> bro, I know he thinks like that. <laughs> oh, man, I can, bro. <laughs> There's a story that um, Filippo, he, he put up. He put up two, actually. 
Want a better master ass expert? Uh, I don't even know this guy. Who's this guy? No, I've seen him on TikTok. He, but he does. So he's he. This content is like that. He's um. It's like he wants conflict. Uh, I find his TikTok man. Honestly, it's like he. It's like he wants conflict. Even though he's, you know, he's right in whatever he's doing. But it's like he wants the conflict, you know? But is he like Steve Setsu content or is he just below that? Oh, he, well, I know he can, this guy can throw hands, you know? Yeah. So what is he, like a full-on mixed martial artist? Like he's a, is he a trainer? Does he have a gym or he's just someone who knows no, I the... Just, i just seen him on TikTok and he's, this content is all sort of similar. So his name is Stephen Rangi Elliott. He's 45. He's a mixed martial arts expert. He, he beat up a guy and a woman for a notification they had about them calling him out as uh, anti-vax. This is in the Salvation Army store? Yeah. yeah man. So he got sentenced uh, on Tuesday. What? Yeah, for the assault. They happened in September, eh? Something mm. Like mm. What a spoon, oh. man. And Unless they were fighting him. First, then well, he yeah, said you that can the, protect yourself. Huh? He said the guy threw the punch, yeah. punched him in the face, and then he kicked his ass, and then the finger jumped in, and then he fucked her up too. That's what he said, man. <laughs> but like, if you're a jury, if you're sitting on the jury and you hear that come out of that guy's mouth, or through the lawyers, right? Because everyone gets to see what what they say. Like when they interview people, if they see, oh, and I fucked that bitch up too, then of course they're going to get fucking lucky that piece of shit up. Now yeah. the taxpayer is paying for a piece of shit like that to go into a thing. There has to be a separation, right? Like, I think um, Sylvester Stallone talks about it in um, the Tulsa King, eh? He goes, before I went to prison, I was, before I went to prison, I was in jail. You know, so the jail was like the holiday camp. And then you go to prison. <laughs> he said, the prison is like survival. You know, so they should have that here in New Zealand. <coughs> We are like, say they got 800 like inmates and then they got $400, feed them. <laughs> That's where that guy belongs, man. You're going to get beat someone up like that? Yeah. The, the husband and the wife. Fuck. Now, I can understand it for self-defense, but then you didn't, yeah, need to check the whole, like, the history. If he's still getting, like, if he's going to get, you know, go to jail, hmm. obviously he's guilty, right? <laughs> I look at it like this. It was a fight. If I was a, if I was Lolo Himuli and I trained the guy like that, and he's an expert, if they say an expert, right? <laughs> Lolo would not be proud of that. Hey, you'd be like, fucking hold yourself better, man. Yeah. You're clearly going to fight someone. Like, that's like fighting a guy with no arms. Hey. Yeah. Like, that guy must feel really cool about himself. Really? Fuck, you're an idiot. <laughs> what a piece you're of shit, post man. It. Oh, yeah, man. And then you even think about what they were arguing over. You know, is well, that something? Is that something to just walk away from? Or? Yeah, but even to be in, like enticed like that, like if he punches him in the face, at least like put him in an armbar. I don't knock him out. Yeah, or call the yeah, cops. not put him in an armbar and then go, you piece of shit. But like, surely, he obviously he had the intent to hurt. Eh? Yeah, to injure, injure, and not <laughs> give a shit. But that's fair. Book of the week, right there, front runner. <laughs> Because any expert, eh, like any expert in New Zealand, that that yeah, that serves you get like a, a jail sentence, eh? Because it means you're trained to harm. Oh man! Like if you're a professional boxer. 
wanna, I wanna try find. I'll try find more content of him because I did. There was a few TikToks that I saw of him, and and there was one I know down in the pro, the protest down in Wellington when the man, uh, the, you know, the lockdown and all that. All right. Well, he's going to jail, so there won't be any new content in the time soon. Unlucky Stephen. The old Sorry. content. Let's see if one of them can give you the hope. <laughs> The other post uh, Filippo put up was a story about a kid that works at a, looks like a restaurant or bar in Australia. Anyway, <laughs> he got docked five hours of pay because, and the reason why, because he was on his phone during work hours. He was on his phone and they docked him five hours of pay. Um, the boss gave him two warnings before that. Said, look man, you can't be on your phone when you're when you're at work. Got to do 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 your work. And uh, he he didn't he didn't so he didn't he was still on his phone that day, and they took five five hours pay off him. Now the boss is getting all this hate from social media, saying, "Man, just give him his pay him his money, <laughs> pay him his money." So, uh, what do you guys think about that? Five hours, eh? <laughs> Five hours. I mean, fuck. You know, like, even if people don't walk in, fucking go wet the bar, <laughs> top down. The toilet something. seat or something. I mean, don't stay in the one spot. Like, right. fuck. That's just parking stupid, mate. That's real parking stupid. <laughs> That's just um. Well, you know, if if you oh, there's ways you can use the phone without any cameras. You you know, there's that. You know, be just be smart, but. If he's gonna get, I, I I agree with the boss. You know, if he if he um if it was on his break, then you know use the phone. But if he's on the clock, yeah, on the clock. Yeah, yeah man, nah, man, five hours out. If you're doing forty, that's only thirty-five hours. You still live. Does it speak to the kids these days? I like, and and they work at the. <laughs> it does, man. I think it does. I mean, even even in my workplace, but it's like that. People always on their phones. But like, well, I mean, they're working. Well, they're working, man. I mean, because it's all machines. But the way I look at it is like, bro, if the line ain't down, like if stuff's sticking over. Oh, okay. Not, yeah, yeah. What? yeah. You can only clean so many things at the same, like, you know? Yeah, you, yeah you're sen- like, just be sensible, eh? Yeah. You know? But if you're on it five hours. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can be on it for almost more than six hours, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you will go out, guys watch uh, Seinfeld, but uh, you know George, George Costanza? Yeah. Is his it, his is tricks. It, oh, is the it the yeah. His tricks for <laughs> trying to look busy at work is you got to walk fast. Like, like walk <laughs> fast. Like, whatever you do, you work, you've got nothing to do, just walk fast. Anyway, <laughs> people think you're busy. People think you're busy. Just walk fast. <laughs> or look worried. There's another one. Look worried. Like, scratch your head, look stressed out. Because people think you're, you know, yeah, yeah, you're working. Yeah. I'm really good at that too, man. <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah, man. I even always want the camera to look at me like, dude, my um, Ken Shamrock arms. Is there a camera on the floor? Where we got cameras all over the place, man. Man, and the people still on their phones. Yeah. But I mean, bro, if you're good at your job, bro, you can do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. At the end of the day, it's like, bro, if production's... Taking over, yeah. What's the harm? Yep. But I think it's the um, I don't know, man. I think leadership and 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 workplaces just need to take in consideration. Is like, 
if we so do you want us to waste water? Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, it's like what's more important, the water on the floor and the clean. I mean, if it doesn't need to be done, like, do you want me to take the rubbish out and wash? What's the priority here? I mean, I think a lot of a lot of the cases the guys think that running is the priority, which is right. Like making every bottle. Yeah. I reckon the bottle mm-hmm. fires ass because. You know, there's also that work ethic, you know, like if if you say you, you work and it's a shitty job, right? But what if you just work your ass off and the boss knows that if you leave or if, you know, the company's screwed because there ain't no other worker like you, you know? Yeah. you got leverage on the boss, right? <laughs> You can say, oh, I'm leaving. What? Yeah. You're my house worker. Oh, yeah. Um, another pay raise, please. You know? Yeah. Like, what what, what would it take for me to stay? You know, if you get to that level of work, yeah. you know, that your boss or your company, like, values you. Like, that's gone, I think, from from kids these days, I think. I think kids didn't understand the power yeah. of that. I think it's the habits that people pass on to others too, eh? Like when they come into a space and they see you like just got phone your thing. It becomes a norm to them. But it's like, bro, the f- difference between someone who's doing that, like, and it's the, it's the everyday thing is that they can get things running smoothly. But when it goes to shit, like, you, they won't be on their phone. But then other people, they just say, oh, that guy's always on his phone. But it's like, yeah, but there's a big difference between what you know and what y- you might not know. Yeah. See, people be like, oh, what the fuck? I don't know what to do. And you're like, oh, you can't complain about someone. Go wash every cup, you know, <laughs> wine glass or whatever. There's always something you could do, I, I reckon. But it should be in your um, what job description, eh? So, I mean, if everything was done, there's nothing else to do, well, then they sort of got the right to sort of just stand around. It's interesting in the article because at the end the boss actually had to come and clean in the weekend yeah. and she said the boss said it was four hours worth of work that that guy should have done mm. during his five hours of on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think they're both fear boggles. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> There's the three of them and that um, other guy here all fear boggles, mate. All right, moving on. Um, oh, was you gonna, didn't you have a story for us or something? Funny story. Um, so I went out to lunch to caught up with one of my cousins. Um, we haven't seen each other for a long time. We just we caught up today. And then she was sending, so she showed me this photo. Like, <laughs> she showed me a photo of, like, first of all, I just saw the leaves, right? I just saw leaves. And then, then I looked closer, and then I, I uh, expanded the photo. And then you can see um, these little spikes, right? And then I was like, because what are you trying to show me? She goes, look at it. So... So, uh, okay, then she sent me, she showed me another photo without no leaves. And um, it was a dildo, right? Oh. <laughs> it was a dildo. So, because we were talking, we have a nice conversation talking about life, you know, how is everything, blah, blah, blah. And then she decides to show me this photo of a dildo outside her house. And, um, and I'm like, cuz, you know, where did you get your dildo from? And she goes, no, it's not mine. It's some, like, the neighbor must probably throw it over. You know, um, but for me, like for me, I just, you know, like, um, 
Her husband, so I'm like trying to do the mess. Her husband was away, you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, and she, she, we oh, couldn't stop cracking up for ages. And I was like, come on, let me check your um, credit card, you know, your um your transactions, because, you know, it was just funny that she showed me that there, it was a pink. So if anyone out there is, um, is missing a pink dildo, it's got spiky balls on it, okay? Um, if my cousin Hazel's used, I mean, got it. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> love you, cuz. Love you, cuz. Nah. No, that was, yeah, that, that was my cool story, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the food movie. Oh, man. Man, shout out to my lazy workmate, Fehi. Eh? <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, I'm going to be honest, man, like, to the bros that listen, man, like, this guy, I mean, he's gone through a lot emotionally. And I can understand his energy and his point of view about just not giving a fuck, you know? <laughs> just go out casually. Think about the most casual person you know, and turns out by 10, that's this guy. <laughs> just like zero fucks. He's like, oh, true. He's like that. <laughs> but yeah, he, so he doesn't have an F-Post card, but he has PayWave on his phone. So we try to get McDonald's, and sorry, we're not ready to serve <laughs> And then we're like laughing. We're like, how are you going to have a 24-hour McDonald's and uh, not ready for service? This is Mangry. So when the township, he tried the bakery, and he's the, this is the mango bakery, so everyone that knows the mango bakery that's in the township, mm. this is the one closest to the McDonald's side in the dairy. And he said, Tully, they take it. Come. So he jumped in, man, and I said to the guy, what's your most, um, what's your known pie here? And he goes, the, ba- uh, the steak and cheese and mm. the potato top. And so we bought it. But we had a big feed, man. Like He must have spent like 45 bucks. That's a feed. So yeah, and the pies are a bit pricey, like five fifty. So I got the potato top. I had two, and a piece of chicken, a kebab, and a ham and egg sandwich, Ooh. And, and a nice can of Red Bull. That's a feed. Very what I loved about this pie, man. The structure was sick, yeah. Held nice. The first bite, you know, what the bite reminded me of the was it. Target Bakery up in Teratu, it had that taste of mince. But the the made what separated that, like head to head with that one, was the creamy potato. Mm. So like, you know, the one down in Glen Eden has that nice cheese topping. Well, this bread was just <laughs> creamy. And I was like, Shana, this is thicker. And he goes, yo, and he goes, I'll get you another one. I was like, in my head, I was like, nah, fuck that. You know, <laughs> sad is fair, dude. He goes, shut up, okay, you're not fucking got me another one. Right? I was <laughs> oh, like, oh, round oh, two, man. I was like, bro. damn. But that's a spot, bro. Like, legit, eh? So, big ass to the Mangry Bakery, man. Like, fuck. I'm going to say I'm going to be a bias because the second one wasn't as good as the first. It was probably because of the, the bake. The time it went in was like the, um, the crust was a bit hard. But, man, that went together like a gem, eh? Bro. And of the soft ones that I have tested, like the Hollywood Bakery, the bacon and ink I had then, fuck yeah, this one will smash that one. So I'd give it like a four and a half. Ooh. Generous five on a good day. It was a worth that gas, yeah, fuck, it's worth that gas, but not only if you're outside. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, man, that the freaking solid pie. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to go back and try the steak and cheese because mm. the docs, man, he just, he just eats slowly. <laughs> like he literally... And he got halfway through her steak and cheese pie. Fucking, I was already starting the second pie, man. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good one, eh? But I put that head to head with like upper crust. So I had an upper crust pie the other day, um, potato top. And yeah, it was a messy. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And I remember having one from the Newland shop and I had one in Wessery just the other day. But yeah, it was a must, man. I'd give it like a three. Three out of five, yeah. How much is that? The potato top cost? 650. Oh. 650, yeah. So, How much are potato normally? Five, five fifty now. Yeah. Nowadays. Do they always cost more than normal pie? Really. I think that's yeah, the best really. price because when we went in, like, yeah, I was like, oh, bro, this is going to be expensive for you, But the bro was like, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to go with another one. <laughs> but yeah, that's a, yeah, that's the Mangry Bakery. In the township, man, they would hit a top by eh? right. four and a half out of five. You know, if you're on a budget, if like say if you had 20 bucks, but you know, if you went to a mean ass bakery, you only get like you know, like two pies and a sausage roll or whatever with it, right? Are you, are you like because I'm, I'm budget, right? And I want so this is bakery in um, you know, Pox Road, <laughs> this is bakery next to the um, the cookie house. So they only do four. Their their highest paid uh, price pie is four dollars. Yeah, but you know it's four dollars. But the you know the meat is you know not a, it's like half of a a good you know a good pie. But if I'm hungry, man, I'll get like I'll get twenty bucks. I'll go straight there. It's on the budget. Well, the what's that? The Baker Boys, Baker Boys out in Teretu South, Roberts Road. If you go on early enough, they got like day before sandwiches. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and man, they always have like an egg. Oh, I just got to love like egg sandwiches. Eh? Hey, yeah, nah, man. Yeah, some man. of them, some of the bakeries have some I usually buy ones. like the three pack of those. But yeah, if I want a budget $20, I'll get a free pack of that. It's seven bucks. And then I'll get a steak and cream cheese pie, which is five bucks. And then I'll get a kebab. Oh, so it comes to like $13, $14. Yeah, I wouldn't even buy a drink, man. I'll go sit in the car. Just eat. <laughs> Wait, if I'm still hungry, round two. <laughs> but I gotta say, man, when I did the last, so I hadn't had a pie. It was like my first pie all year. And I saw a homeless guy sitting outside the shop. So, oh, um, Mangadi. Teretu. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like people probably recognize him, man. He's got like clean shave. Oh, he's not clean shave, but he's got balangi. It's like always wearing like pants, like he's going on a hike. I had to. I just had to ask, man. So I went and bought my taking cream cheese pie, and I offered it to him. And a little bit of my heart didn't want to offer it because I hadn't had a cream steak and cream tries yeah. since like November. But then he goes, "Oh yeah, bro, I'll take it." So I gave it to him, and I sat down with him. So I sat down with him, and I you know, shared breakfast with him. And we we're just talking, and I said to him, "What's going on, man? Like, why are you sitting out here so early in the morning?" You know, the first thing he said, he said, "Oh man, my last turned to shit." I didn't have my daughter anymore. I was a bit, bit blown away. I was like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. in, in my head. So I just let, let him carry on talking. And I said, where did you come from? And he's oh, just down the road. And I go, I always see you walking. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he's got a fully ear at the back of the trust stadium. See, that's where he resides. But I was like, trying to, like, talk life to him, man. I was like, bro, the fact that you walked all the way from down the road here, all the way here, to have a feed... Says that, but you're not ready to like just chuck your life in, right? Like, for any day above the ground is a good day, yeah. Like, legit, man. Like, wake up, bro. Like, you know, and he goes, Oh, yeah, and I've also been depressed. And I go, But you were that depressed to come walk all the way from the trust up to Robert's Road, right? And he's all oh, depression knows, does it like depression knows hunger? <laughs> and I go, Well, think about it, man. Like, if you're alive, 
bro, like, work, like, work. You know, get yeah. yourself out of the slump, man, you know? And I saw him the next day sitting there, bro, but in my head, it's like, man, sometimes you see people like that, like, you know, it might be, like, something small, but just sitting down, just having a yarn with him, because he said, yeah. yeah. It was just amazed, because if I had had my clippers on me, I would have given him a haircut. But I just thought to myself, man, you know, it's quite big of someone to sit there with a little mm-hmm. sign, you know, ask for help like that. Yeah. And then Eric says, like, oh, you know, you're buying them a pie is not going to fix them. You know, you probably need, they probably need more help. But I just thought, hey, just let this guy talk. So I had a good lasagna and a chicken cordon bleu <laughs> <laughs> and a ham and egg sandwich while this guy was eating the pie. But yeah, it was pretty sad, but I was like, at the same time, it's like, man. Bro, you're alive, bro. You're alive, man. Like, you should be doing everything to want to get back in your life and stuff. Because he said his parents sort of sided with his missus. The missus made accusations against him. And then, you know, the court, the family court pretty much just said, oh, oh you man. Know, yep. Yeah. You didn't have custody of her anymore. But I just hearing them, bro, I'm like, sorry, I just finished the 12-hour shift, man, and I was looking forward to having that pie. <laughs> but I gave it to you. <laughs> Get your stuff together, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I come back, I'm gonna give you the kebab. <laughs> so I still haven't uh, haven't had a steak and cream cheese from the bake boys yet. Oh man, I'm gonna go pay that place a visit. <laughs> well, you know it's funny because he said to me, "Oh man, I really appreciate you sitting down and actually having a sitting down with me and having a conversation." I go, brother, pray, man. It's free. You know, it doesn't cost to talk. I just pray, man. Like I believe in prayer. Yeah. And I hope that you can, you know, just have a word with the Lord or the higher powers just to, you know, help you out, man. Like, you know, then then be so down like you're alive, bro. Yeah. He goes, oh, I appreciate that, man. But then before I walked away, he goes, hey, bro, what was that pie? <laughs> Steak and cream cheese. Man, that's a different one. Hey, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm glad that he, you know, saw that. Enjoyed it. Yeah, bro, because I've had a few people that have never had the cream cheese. And they'll just be like, oh, damn. What's that cheese? <laughs> well, it's taking cream cheese, man. Bigger boys. Except well, stuff. Alright. Ciao, boys. I was going to take us out. With last words? Um. Oh. Hey. Nah. Oh. Um. Oh, nah. Um. Nah, just. Yeah. Uh. uh one of the. One of the Usos passed away. Um. A year ago, a couple of days, um, still, you know, uh, the memories of him still clear my head. Uh, yeah, just be, yeah, um, you know, what it says, always, you know, just be grateful if you're above ground, you know, and you're breathing, be grateful, um, make the most of the time spent with your loved ones. Um, yeah, and just, yeah, if you wake up every morning, um, it's a blessing. Yeah, that's me. Oh, last words, Um, if I had something written, I had something written, um, just the um just to everyone that does tune in and listen, um, thank you for the feedback. It's nice to have a few comments on the YouTube and um especially to those who private message in and 
give us some encouragement just to put these pods out there. Like, um, we are media trained, and we, you know, what we say on here, we don't retract, we don't unapologetic, and this is just simply from my own point of views. But, um, I just wanted to, um, share with, with you guys that, um, there might be, um, might be in two minds about ticking stuff off, and I think. The less you procrastinate and overthink, maybe just uh, reach out, reach out to people who you think you might you need to help you move towards your goals. I've noticed that um, since being on here, I felt all this energy to sort of push us to get stuff done and move into the second phase in this new studio, and um, I'm I'm in both feet. And I love the drive, I love the motivation, I love the yarns. I actually look forward to it. So like a sense of belonging for myself is like pretty, you know, like I've said, man, I'm looking forward to getting some new merch, some new gear. And that only comes about because you you gentlemen here and I also Eric. So like to a lot of people, man, that are just thinking about doing stuff, man. Like don't wait. Like that's the last thing you wanna do is wait. You think it's not everyone's promise tomorrow. But I'm on yeah, living for our also Isaiah and very like I said to Ken last week, bro, he'd be proud. He'd be proud how heavy um and how far the back of the one three five and the West West Network and how much noise you guys are making. Cause it's evident that like, you know, something that started in the garage is making the news. And it's <laughs> making Australian news. <laughs> and that's something to be wow. proud of, man. Especially projecting Ranui. I love that. I love that we're West West Ranui. If we two to the death. But yeah, I just love being part of this pod. I love um, being able to share and leave a digital archive for my family and my kids. I love that we can just kalangoa, no judgment, except for the keyboard warriors. <laughs> but uh, just to just under our doing, man, for today for the service and all that. But yeah, during these times, and like maybe I might get over it one day. But until then, yeah, happy life, happy life. Yeah, that's it from me. Yeah, Wednesday, Wednesday came around and, you know, we had to just recognize it's been one year since Dosu passed away. And, uh, man, just all those memories kept flooding back on the time when I was there. You called me in the early in the morning. And, I, man, I still remember what you said. Even I felt like it was a joke. So I was just t- texting that guy the night before. And then, you know, I just remember in my head, oh, you're... you're you're not lying. You're just like, you're just joking. You're joking, right? You're just joking. <laughs> and then you're saying, nah, 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 nah. It's, nah, it's, you know, you, you, you're telling me that I didn't believe it, man. Then uh, we went over the house now. But, um, man, just that memory of all of a sudden there. And then, you know, we had one year to just think about it. <coughs> and for me anyway, like, for what for what Isaiah's done for me and 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 the podcast, like me, I always talk about it. Eh? Like I'd always talk about my anxiety of getting out there. You know, like always worrying about what other people think. You know, especially people that we know from school, or even though we don't even talk to anyone, you know, anymore. But I still, in the back of my mind, always feel like, you know, I don't want to do anything because I'm worried about what they they. 
Well, if, in, in on things, you know, family or friends or people we used to know or from school days or anything like that. So I'm always on the edge. But, but man, after what happened last year, when Isaiah went, went on his, his journey, you know, just, just like you said, I was like, you know, got a, that's life, man, you know? It can be here one minute and then it's gone. What are you going to show for it? What are you going to do for it? No time to be worrying about what people think. You know? And I think that's a big, that was a big thing for me. Like moving on from my anxiety of worrying about what people think. You know, just remembering, man, like, like even when I do a post, you know, on social media, like I'm always thinking, oh, should I press in? (laughs) You know, (laughs) that kind of thing, you know? I stuff it, just do it, you know. I have to get over that kind of stuff, and I think, you know, with with, with Isaiah passing and just me thinking that side of things, like you know, one minute you're here, one minute you're gone. What do you got? What do you got to show for it? Are you gonna be happy if you're in heaven looking down and you're gonna be happy for what you did, or are you gonna be saying, "Man, I wish I went harder," you know? I wish I went hundred percent. Because who cares, you know? It's not for your mouth, it's, it's it's for you. And and, and the people that, people that are around you and all that. So Yeah, I think as far as, you know, moving on and what we what our goals are for for the West West Network, I reckon at the back of my mind that was a big barrier, you know, just just to, to get out there. And uh it's 2023, man. Gonna get out there. So saying that, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we should be still the world. Oh.